What is it that you look forward to the most? We're almost always looking forward to something, whether it be a graduation, a visit from our children, a stroll and coffee at the local cafe, or two hours of quiet reading in a comfortable chair. Oh, the bliss. This is true on a personal level, but according to scripture, it's also true on a cosmic level. Creation itself is looking forward to something. We read about this in Romans 8 verse 19, which says, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. This uh, end of creation was anticipated right back at the start on the seventh day. The Sabbath, as a day of rest, is all about completion. Many Christians today give little thought to the Sabbath. It's thought of as a long bygone ordinance of the Old Testament. Many Christians would say it's part of the Mosaic law and has no relevance to Christians today. Some might say that the Sabbath points forward to a spiritual reality of rest that we have until Christ returns, or rather that we'll have when Christ returns, and others still might just not think about it at all. But what is the Sabbath really all about? In the next few studies, we're going to take some time to think about this question. As you read the account in Genesis, it's very clear right from the start, there's something different about the seventh day. The first six days have this morning, evening, poetical refrain, and that's lacking on the seventh day. But above all, God himself declares that the seventh day is wholly set apart. That's no small thing in itself. But what's going on really in the Sabbath day? In the big picture sense, what the Sabbath is really all about is the completion of creation. In Genesis 2 verses 1 and 2, we read these words. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. A key aspect of the seventh day, certainly in the immediate sense, was that God finished the work of creation. The Sabbath thus marks the completion, or rather we could say it is the completion of the creation. There's a certain logic that flows through the first six days of creation, revealing the purpose of the created order and God's designs. On day six, it all culminates in the creation of mankind. Man, as Psalm 8 and Hebrews 2 show us, would be the means that God would use to shine the light of his glory and presence into the creation. As man is this reflection of the glory of God in creation. Day seven, then, is no anti-climax or tagline on the creation narrative. Rather, it is the fulfillment. Day seven completes God's creation. Again, that's true in the immediate sense of Genesis 1 and 2. The Sabbath literally completes God's creation, but it also points forward towards something bigger. As we open up and explore the scriptures, what we find is that the original Sabbath foreshadows, symbolizes, and anticipates the end 
and goal of creation as a whole. Let me try and show you what I mean. As Israel stood on the verge of entering the promised land in Moses' day, the Sabbath represented for them the rest that they would have once they had entered. Deuteronomy 5 verses 12 through 15 makes this very clear as Israel is instructed to remember the Sabbath day every week. Let me read a a little segment from that passage. In verse 12, we have the instruction, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 15 then says, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. It's interesting, isn't it? The fourth commandment there brings together the original rest of creation and the deliverance and rest of the promised land that God had accomplished for his people. Hebrews 4 verses 1 to 10 in the New Testament makes it even more clear when it points out the explicit relationship between the creation rest of the seventh day and the promised rest of entering the new land and ultimately the new heavens and the new earth. Under the administration of the new covenant, the picture becomes even more clear then. For Israel, the original Sabbath pointed forward to life and rest in the promised land. Coming into the new covenant, what we see is that the creation Sabbath and rest in the, in the promised land are foreshadows of our eternal rest in Christ in the new heavens and the new earth. A close study of Hebrews 4 verses 1 through 10 makes that clear. Tracing this Sabbath theme through the scriptures then, what we see is that day seven anticipates creation's completion. This is why the book of Revelation, which focuses on the last times, uses the number seven repeatedly to show us that God's original rest in the seventh day would be more fully realized at the end of time. You sometimes hear people say that the number seven in scripture represents perfection, but more properly we could say that it represents completion, completion of God's purposes for his creation. Before we move on in our next study, let's just pause now for a moment and apply what we've learned. The immediate application, as it's laid out in Hebrews 4, is simply this. Seek to enter God's eternal rest. In Psalm 95.11, we read that some who do not enter uh, the Sabbath rest of God from among the people of God. The question for each of us is, will that be me? Will I be there? History has a destination. And God calls us through Christ to find our Sabbath rest eternally in him. In Matthew eleven twenty seven, Jesus said, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Christ himself is the ultimate and true fulfillment of the Sabbath. Seek to enter God's eternal rest. And the way you do that is simply to come to Christ and believe. Come trusting the gospel accounts of who he is and what he's done. 
in a few decades' time at the end of your life, where will you be? Each of us has an eternal appointment that we need to keep before the judgment throne of God. Be sure today that you seek to enter God's eternal rest, set aside for all who come and believe in Christ. And always remember, there is great and good reason to be hopeful as you come to Christ. For all who come to him, he will by no means turn away.